I wanted to book you on this uh, show that I do. It's that basement show. There's no mic, no chairs, and unfortunately, this time around, I can't pay you. But there is a buffet. Cops retirement party. I got no room for you to stay in, but there's free drinks. You wouldn't mind uh, hiding out for about a half hour, 45 minutes until the uh, birthday girl gets there, would you? Wondering if you'd like to do comedy uh, on a boat. Not a very big boat, kind of just like a real boat. Really, it's just a canoe. Let me know if you want to do the gig. Hi, welcome to the pod. Gary Peterson here, along with my uh, dear friend, Chris Walsh. Hello. And we have a fantastic guest here today, uh, one of our favorite comedians ever. Uh, she has been on uh, uh, Sirius XM, Today's Show, View, Boston Comedy Festival, a million of things. If you don't know this person, you're missing out because she's hilarious. Please welcome today, Kelly McFarlane, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Guys, I'll clap for myself to add a Yeah, applause. yeah. You should. Yeah, I like Thanks that. for coming, Kelly. I'm so happy to see both of your faces. I know, likewise. It's been too yeah. long. Um, it's a shame. Takes but you know, how, you know that, that's how these things go. I mean, I feel like things have been so crazy lately. It's, it's nice yeah. to reconnect. It is. Uh, we also like to, I guess on this show, we really like to not only talk about the good times, but talk about some of the bad times as well. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not all good times, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know if you're like me, Kelly. I imagine you're not. But uh, I delight in some of the really awful. Most comics aren't like me. Like I, I delight in some of the truly terrible shows. Oh, same, hundred percent. You do. Yeah, because it's part of the thing. Yes. Like not every person who goes to work has a great day at work. Right. I mean, yeah. Most people are weird. Yeah. And like, you, you handle crowds very well. Like you keep crowds in line. From you know, I, I, I think you're one of the. I, I mean, I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like. You're one of the better comedians I know at like really putting a crowd in their place. Do you, I mean, you must delight in that, it. right? I've seen it. Yeah, I mean, I don't like to have to do it now. Yeah. Like now that I've hit like a certain number of years of doing this, I don't like to have to put the crowd in their place. Uh, I, there was definitely a time though where, yeah, I like welcomed an, an opportunity to <laughs> right. be four foot 11 of ridiculous sharp tongueness. <laughs> You're just, um, like, ready I, to rip them into shreds? I mean, I try to, like, I'm tired, so I don't like yeah. to do that as much. Right. Um, I really want it to feel like a good experience for everyone who bought a ticket. So, mm -hmm. like, um, even if someone's misbehaving, I don't, I don't want to scold right. them, per se, but I also... I'll regulate. I think it's, I think it's, though, it's part of the experience with your show, right? I mean... Yeah. It's really funny because uh, crowds are so mixed like that. Like sometimes you can get people who really want you to be almost mm -hmm. like a roast comedian. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm not like a good roaster because I'm not mean spirited. Right. Um, like in my real life, I'm right. mean spirited in my standup, I guess, yeah. uh, in the most adorable way. But yeah, I don't, <laughs> don't want to like, yeah. I don't want to yeah. be a roast. You don't want to have to do, it's like almost like extra work. It's like you're there to work on the material you've worked on. You don't want to have to go yeah. that extra, like, I don't want to have to, you know, as you said, regulate, you know. <laughs> Educate people on how to be at a show. Right, <laughs> yeah. right, of course. How to be an audience member. We, it's the worst. We were yeah. in a situation where it was, I think, maybe Portland, Maine, or 
or somewhere in New Hampshire. Wait, Do you I... remember that? Me, you, I think Dan Crone. It was a theater where we were, it was like a bucket. We were in the bottom of the yes, bucket. Everybody mm-hmm. was raised up. Really? And, uh, I, know, I know this gig. It's the Portsmouth. Yes. Um, it's a Portsmouth theater or like Port, Portsmouth. Some, it's not the music hall. Right. This is like a circle. Like it's a half round and it goes up. And, it sounds like yeah. Thunderdome. It, it's called Thunderdome. <laughs> Thunderdome. They give you a and, chainsaw when you walk in. <laughs> Tina Turner is there, and it is a lot. <laughs> no, it's um, it, so that's a rough one. That's a rough gig. If you that, don't know that, what well, you're walking into, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was like 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody mm-hmm. looked to be above 65 and mm-hmm. lit and in yeah. vacation clothes. So it was like a lot of like, you Define know, vacation oh clothes. Everyone looked like they were going to eat their dinner. That. It was like short sleeve uh, button down shirts and a lot of khakis with flip flops from guys. I women picture a Jimmy Buffett concert. Yeah, that's what I picture. Like, like it's the typical Northeast, like, we just have the best lobster roll. It says it on the sign. <laughs> yeah. Like that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. No one. I don't remember you doing poorly, though. No, no, no. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't me. When I watched, <laughs> no, you didn't do poorly at all. You had a, uh, to this day, it was a learning experience. I think both of you just pointed your fingers directly at Crone. <laughs> no. no he, he was fine. Dan was high as a kite. He was fine. But, right. uh, you know, he's got a problem. But Kelly uh, 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 dealt with, it was yeah. such, it was this thing of, uh, uh, I've never seen this before or since. And I watched you handle it uh, uh, profoundly. It was, you, were, you weren't being heckled. You were being interrupted with compliments. Do you remember this? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Wow. So this that's is great. something that's happened to me since I turned 40. I'm like one of the only female comics, I swear, who talks about her age. I just right. don't give a shit anymore. Yeah, like, of course. Whatever. It's interesting. It's yeah. character. It's life. Yeah, like whatever. So it was like the moment I crossed into my 40s, suddenly people were like, she's so cute. Like no matter <laughs> what I said, they were like, Look at this middle-aged woman, isn't she, isn't she delightful? Like even when I'm being so mean, they're like that's great you're such a nice lady and so <laughs> that's a get out of jail free card i feel like i'm gonna be i'm gonna be fine with doing stand-up until i'm an old lady because i mean i'm clearly aging in an adorable direction i'm getting shorter by the day and so <laughs> soon i'm just gonna be like this pocket old lady that says <laughs> nasty things and people are gonna be like i love her she smells like pudding um that's kind of how i mean that's kind of how it how it works when you're getting older though you can say whatever the fuck you want to anybody and they're like yeah i guess i should have expected that yeah (laughs) it's okay i'm sure she's seen some stuff right right yeah yeah that gig is fun it's real scary in there though because you go down into like the basement and you're behind everything it's very old building and then you walk out like a cubby into the crowd this sounds like the weirdest like it actually sounds like the perfect show for the time that we're living in Mm. you know it's almost like uh like um (laughs) 
Terry Gilliam, like something out of Brazil or whatever, like where you're where you're in like the basement and everyone else is way up there and you're like yeah, performing yeah. in some prison. You know, it's super it, weird. It's Actually, like a trial in a science fiction movie. Yes. Ever, the jury is like raised above you and you have to answer <laughs> crimes of intergalactic travel. And it doesn't help that everyone's in a mask, like a breather. <laughs> <laughs> that's you know that's actually funny that you're saying that because I always tried to put my finger on what that deal was at that place and yeah. it's like in Harry Potter when they go to the trial right because everybody's up and then and it's right old. and then if you don't do well they 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 send you to the Dementors you go to Azkaban yeah yeah um and, and Kelly was doing swimmingly well it was one of those shows where they wanted to push the drinks so they said mm -hmm. Kelly Here's what we're going to do. We're going to start your show. Then we're going to take, I think, an intermission. And then you're going to come back out. Yeah. Oh, happened. wow. And yep. which just kills any momentum. It's yeah. a, you know, a European style of comedy. which is Right. Fun. That's crazy. <laughs> um, no one wants that. I mean, I, I don't know if it was your second act with it, this happened, but the woman, she was shouting. You were like, you, you just did like, what, what's that? And then yeah. the woman said, I love what you do. You're so funny. And I really support what you're saying. You're just adorable. I just love it. Worst heckle ever. Like, yep. And then people were like, get her. Kill her. <laughs> and you're like. I was like, I can't. She loves me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she loves me. I'm not going <laughs> to. I feel like I've been on a few hell gigs with you, Gary. Mm -hmm. Chris, you've been gone too long. So like. Way too long. <laughs> well, I missed it. We've been apart too long. That's yes. what I should say. Yeah. Um, but when we were younger, I feel like every gig was <laughs> was a was That's a true. gig because we were figuring it out. Still. I know. I but like I mean I've said this before. I'll, I mean I'm sure I'll say it a million more times. But I always appreciated that thing that threw me mm -hmm. off. You know that opportunity to be like, if this goes south, it's not my fault. Because um, you know someone's like you know drops a drink or uh, is like right. you know yelling at their friend and I'm like, what are you doing over there? You're messing up my, you know, and I'm like, I had yeah. nothing after that anyway. Um, but it's, it, it is funny. Yeah. Like it is interesting how you then end up getting really good because of that, because you end up seeing that so much. Yeah. I feel like, especially in New England, like you have to, so I feel like there's, there's a split, right? Like yeah. uh, I, uh, I never left. So you kind of have to come up with a moment where you're like, so what is all this for? Yeah. Uh, working in an office and do this at night because this seems right. unhealthy. Um, <laughs> and so then you have to be like, okay, I'm going to go on the road and I, I guess I'll just be a road comic and there's no shame in that. And no, not at all. I'm I think okay. that's how you get to be a good comedian personally. Because well, everything's like horrible. And I think mm -hmm. North, North New England comics, uh, it's so much abuse mm -hmm. for so long. Even when you're great, uh, they still will yeah, just yeah. because they're mad that the bean supper isn't happening <laughs> you instead. So the bean supper. <laughs> That's a great gig. The Alps and they're like, hey, karaoke's a 10. When are you done? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I love, I mean, I love it. Do you find, because you're both in LA, to, are there hell gigs in LA? There must be. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if Gary's had this experience, but I I would take the New England hell gigs over the LA hell gigs. <laughs> uh, you know, 
every every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Um, I think in New England it was more fun. It was like, I think the scene is tighter. Like you get to know people better. Um, you know, going on the road is a little bit more fun. Uh, you generally know what to expect. Like here, the bad gig is like there could be some version of a murderer either in the crowd or on the lineup <laughs> very easily, you know, more yeah. likely on the lineup. Like you're, you're like, who is this guy? Is he for real? Is it a character or is he like a heroin addict or like, I distinctly remember doing a show. There's this show, I think it's called the clubhouse and it's on Vermont and Hollywood and oh, like yeah. right in Hollywood. Good parking. And my girlfriend and I, like I had a show there with my brother. This was a couple of years ago. And, uh, my girlfriend was with me and before the show we went over to get some like snacks or whatever we were like we'll get some stuff whatever fucking whoopie pies or whatever, <laughs> you know ice cream sandwiches or whatever and we went to this little um supermarket right next door and we went in and there was some homeless guy just like holding a carriage and they were trying to get to him and he's like hitting people and i think he was doing heroin like he had he was bloody and they were like come on man come on and i was like that guy, the crazy thing about LA is that guy could be on the show next door. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's like very easily a thing out here. And uh, I feel like you see that less as much back in New England. I, you get monetarily rewarded in New England for yeah. the shit you have to go through. Yes. In LA, because there's yeah. more supply than like I, a Yarmouth retirement <laughs> home yeah. gig yeah. where I would say something and the I front. Found that gig. <laughs> you've, you've done the bald guy that hosts. Uh, yeah, I've done that. He, he looks like DJ Hazard's brother. He, uh, you would say a joke, and then the front DJ row would Hazard. tell the back row because everybody was fucking deaf. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, and from being 900 years old, it just happens. And so then you'd hear your joke be told wrong back and back and back. Yeah. And then you'd sit there yeah. and like, I have 20 more minutes. Cool. Yeah. I had At least you get some gas money. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I had a gig up in Maine once and it was packed like an elf lot or something like that, which are, those are great and they pay, you know, it's great. And it was packed and they're so fun. They're having so much fun. And one of uh, this happened to me, my, the punchline, I can't, I couldn't tell you which joke it is now, but they had heard it incorrectly in the front and then proceeded to tell people around them what I said, but it wasn't <laughs> the right thing. But it got a huge laugh, and I was like, this is weird, because that's not even the punchline. That's a strange place to laugh. So afterwards, people were like, oh, I love that joke you told them. Like, that's not how I tell that joke, but I will now. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Thank Thanks you. for my Thank new... You, Elks Lodge. Yeah. yeah, for the new closer, yeah. Elks 223. <laughs> exactly. And you're, you came up in Maine. You came up at the the Portland yeah. Comedy Connection? Yeah, I was there for a couple of years. I started there and then, yeah, in 98. And then I started driving down to Boston, which is where I met this guy, yes. Walshy and Dave. That's right. And From day yeah. one, hilarious. Thanks. Very, God, very thank funny. You. And I think you used to come and do the, um. well, you would do the Connection on Mondays. Like we would all do the, um, yep. they had a... Ten person bringer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, ten person bringer. Ten person Joey bringer. Joey Sanigat. Um, oh my God, turtle and neck. Then, uh, and Always then the... in a turtleneck. <laughs> oh yeah. Always. Just, just like ripping butts constantly. Yeah, weird turtleneck. Uh -huh. Angry. Yeah. And then, uh, and then more at the comedy studio a little yep. bit. And yep. then, um, but 
I guess to to get back to Maine, have you know what I'm curious about? I mean, this seems like it could be a nightmare. It could be really great. Are those like Bob Marley cruises? Have you ever done one of those? They mm-hmm. go out for like the yeah. night or the weekend? Yep, sure have. Yeah. And for the people that don't know, Bob Marley, not the dead reggae singer, no. but a <laughs> no. very white uh, man of Maine, I guess. He's, He's a very famous comedian. Like He's like people... the governor. of. He's more famous than the governor of Maine. Like... Mm-hmm. I'll get asked sometimes as a Mainer, because Bob also grew up in Maine, and then he was in right. LA for a very long time, uh, did a lot of, he's just, he's a very successful entertainer. Very, very funny and then guy, yeah. He has a family, and he went back to Maine, and you're right, he's like the, you know, he's like the governor of Maine. He's this like, celebrity he's, comedian. I, I I don't know, I mean, like, I, I likened it to, like, when I went to, I think it's like the Catskills, where Mike Tyson is from, Yeah. and they have a giant mural it's i mean i'm i'm doing this but it's two or three stories high on like (sighs) this building he grew up on doesn't bob marley have that in like portland or somewhere okay so he's got a kiosk in the mall wow sells all of his stuff wow he's like jeff foxworthy oh (laughs) a hundred percent yeah like he's yeah he's done very well for himself i a lot of people from maine will ask me they're like why don't you do this gig or why don't you do this gig or i think my company i suggest you to my company and i'm like because there's there's one guy up there who's like crushing it you know he's he's uh i have mad respect for him but he has his own cruise line i don't i'm not asking you to knock bob marley (laughs) in any stretch whatsoever but i imagine that like any kind of cruise like a lot of people i mean some i imagine some folks you know the out of the 10 listeners we'll get when we start putting this (laughs) podcast out eight of them will be comedians and they'll already know that cruises are a nightmare but i imagine like the bob marley cruise being like a one night booze cruise is that right yeah so i've never done the bob marley okay excursion cruise like booze cruise (laughs) i've done i've done a bunch of cruises but i i did do a cruise up to nova scotia speaking of hell gigs and it was with carolyn Plummer. okay hilarious and george ham do you remember george oh george is i mean he's a fucking legend one of the funniest people alive right on stage or off much like yourself i i remember like all the times i hung around with george ham i remember oh my gosh so fun so the three of us are booked on this cruise up to nova scotia and great crew great crew super fun friend you know we're all friends we're gonna have a good time and there were like 20 foot swells so we're in the it's a smaller boat it's not a big giant boat goes portland to nova scotia and then back again and we have these cabins that we're gonna sleep in they're like just a bed you know yeah and people are throwing up oh boy um there's people sick they're like sitting in the walkways like green and sick yeah and then we had to go up and do the show wow all room is moving so i was like mic in hand <laughs> like trying to keep my balance i'd go one way i'm like yeah oh, no, no, no. and then all the, there was a band behind me so they were all like like holding Jesus. their instruments and like yeah. you can hear the drums and then you'd go the other way and i'd be like oh my god yeah it was crazy that's a um, nightmare that's like steamboat willie yes it was total steamboat <laughs> willie and i just remember thinking i was probably like maybe four years in or something and I was like having the time of my life because to your point Chris I was like I'm on a boat this boat might capsize (laughs) 
I'm going to be okay because I grew up in Maine and I'm a strong swimmer. And um, I also grew up on boats, so I'm yeah. totally fine. And I can't wait to watch Carolyn Plummer fall down. Like, that's, oh, that's all great. I kept thinking the whole time. Yeah. I was like, Carolyn is eventually going to fall down. I'm so yes. excited. Yeah. Because it's just, what are you going to do? Right. And then, and then you get to watch someone like George Ham just improvise like a whole whimsical set. Yes. Just shit on everyone, including yeah. himself. Oh, That's yeah. Amazing. Always the butt of the joke. And like, I remember he had the mic stand. And we and when I handed it off to him, I was like, I don't need, I want to use that mic stand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, I'm going to use it to hold on to. And I was like, it's not stuck to the floor. <laughs> like, so he kept having to like Steven Tyler it and like move it. <laughs> A lot of scarves all the Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> insane. And I love it that you were like, this so boat fun. could capsize. Yeah, I was like. Oh, I'd be thinking about the same thing. What a good story this will be if this boat tips over. I would have done my set with a life preserver on. I would have been terrified. Oh, I was eyeing all exits and boats. I, I owe Kelly uh, a thank you. Oh, for uh, You got me my first uh, showbiz type executive representative huh oh wow uh my college oh, agent your college agent who hasn't oh, got very me nice got, hasn't got me work in three years but um it's <laughs> okay it's dry it's dry. fine it's, it's tough it, right now it is yeah. what it is i know what the kids want and it ain't this uh, yeah well <laughs> this either did you also aren't at school you you <laughs> that's right yeah i know like we get a zoom show better on <laughs> you know whatever but the 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 gigs you get at a college because you did a, a number of NACAs and I, did yeah. you do APCA too? Oh like, yeah, all these like cousin APCA, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's <laughs> a, take a anybody <laughs> fucking yeah. three hundred and you know whatever bucks yeah. to to go there and sell yourself to a bunch of kids who have you know acne and are just trying to get laid for the first time and, and you're just there <laughs> like. I uh, I make observations like you just tell yourself, especially if nobody saw your showcase. Um, and uh, my 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 NAC, uh was in Peoria, Illinois. Super super lame place. I've done that one. Yep. And the I watched a magician go after me, bomb to the song from the Matrix where they shoot up like the lobby. So it was like pam 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 revealing cards and the kids could not have been more bored like why would you do sleight of hand to an auditorium um (laughs) did you did you ever have with those conventions uh uh uh, any experiences that you were like oh fuck me i can't i like this is a nightmare this is right yeah Yeah. i mean so i had a naca in pennsylvania that was like one year that was awesome i like cleaned up and it was so great and then I think that following like winter, I went down into the APCA national and I had an awesome APCA. Mm-hmm. And then my college agent, our college agent decided he <laughs> wanted to submit me as a speaker because I was doing like some corporate speaking. Right. I was like, I don't think so, man. I don't think that's a good idea. And he's like, no, 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 no. I think it's going to be great. I was like, mm, mm. Maybe not. Maybe listen to me. Yeah, I'm like (laughs) I'm like almost tapped out of the college circuit. Like I'm getting older. Like I don't think they want to hear me talk to them about shit. Um, and so he's like, okay. And then I showed up, and I was round. Oh yeah. Like I didn't think we were doing this. And he's like, well, uh, I guess we got 
confused. I was like, oh, didn't I? So <laughs> I had to do like a motivational speaking thing to them. Oh my and God. I, that's not what I brought in my brain. So yeah. I was like, okay. And I sucked it hard. It wow. was like the worst. <laughs> the worst. They, I could not have been more their Aunt Carol that wow. has come <laughs> to talk to them about uh, self esteem. They were like, to be fair it's not like i don't know if you're doing like a wellness thing or like a you know what i mean like a whatever that is like a motivational thing like that's so different from comedy like how do you ever tell if you've done well it's really different anyway with kids right like i can go talk for the american heart association right and do like comedy with a message and like pepper in a good message about like trying new things or taking risks or whatever Because the demographic is the same age as me, if not a little older, little right. younger. And they're, you... they're kind of lifelong students in a way. Those right. people are like doctors and nurses and right. like they're people there. who care about health. Right, right. <laughs> um, they don't want to like put on giant blow up sumo suits. <laughs> like that's sometimes, I mean, if you've ever been to a NACA or an ACA, that's what you're competing with. It's yeah. like- well, I remember I went to one once and I was standing in the booth, like being a hooker, selling myself. And <laughs> you have to. That's what you feel like. You're like, hi, oh, you want a Frisima? And uh, <laughs> the monkey from Friends was there. Wow. That's the outbreak monkey. And I was like, I can't compete with the monkey. Like, yeah. the monkey's here? Like, swarming the monkey and then yeah. the guy came over and wanted to know if I wanted to hold the monkey and the, there were all these students so I wanted to seem cool terrified of the monkey oh my god I was like yeah that's great and they like put him on me and I was like oh, I was <laughs> freaking out and uh yeah you just you just never know what you're going to be competing with they're like that- I like the comedian lady but I think we want like laser blind karaoke and stuff yeah they, the kids, like, I felt like I was back in high school and that everybody didn't like me still. And even though I was like 25 and uh, even though I had jokes and a hit and, and I kept it clean, uh, that was the only reason I got work out of it. All the, the kids from the not Mormon Mormon schools, they're like, you know, it's not officially Mormon, so we can get more money, but you won't come. <laughs> and... Uh, but like, I, I just did not feel good about the whole thing, the whole experience. And uh, it's maddening when you're there for like three days trying to sell yourself. It's like day one, you do like, like people saw your showcase or whatever. And then day two, they don't talk to you. And then by day three, you're like, <laughs> I'm a thousand dollars into this negative and I'm, fu- I'm fucked if I don't oh, get God. anything. Yeah. Yeah, that does sound like good. a that sounds like an absolute nightmare. But I don't know any conference that's ever fun. Like even the yeah. even the people out here who go to the Comic Con and all that stuff, I'm like, I don't want to wait in line to see Luke Skywalker. <laughs> you know, people are like like even I mean it sucks too that you're actually working. <laughs> I, I might wait in line to see. Maybe. You can have I mean that's a thing that's a celebrity here either in the show or watching the show happens regularly because of Hollywood. And, you know, you're doing LA, you might be at, you know, this club or that club. So you never know who's going to bump into you. Have you ever had like a weird show and somebody like famous 
or like somebody you're like, oh fuck, that's my idol or like a musician, anything like that come in or even a good show and they've just been like weird? Um, I don't think so. Like, I will say that under pressure, I feel like I do okay. Um, and I've never really been with anybody that famous. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess I have. I shouldn't, I don't know who's going to listen to this, but um, I mean, I worked with Louis right before, like when Louis was like at the peak. Yeah. At his hottest. That's ill timing, I guess. Yeah. List got me the, Bo- I did two of the Boston shows. That's great. Friend, yeah. Which was great. And yeah. I didn't want to fuck up. I wanted to do well. Right. And um, just because I respect his process and his comedy. Yeah, of not course. His, you know, his process, not his process. Um, <laughs> we all have a process, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm trying not to, whatever. Yeah. And uh, so that was, that was important to me. Oh, also, I, when I first met Kathleen Madigan. Oh, yeah, she's amazing. I, she's she's amazing but then i became friends with her so i'm like now i think slowly start to like lose that feeling of right it's not nerves i get excited when i know i'm going on a gig with kathleen because she's so awesome and nice and funny and and her crowd i imagine is really with it (laughs) they're so good like i'm sure like they if they knew who like because i've mentioned kathleen madigan even in like stand-ups out here stand-up circles yeah. And people and pe- there are still people who might not know who she is and I'm like you don't know what you don't know I I, I don't know if you know anything about stand up if you don't know how funny she is and how amazing you know and I and I think uh, Kelly to yeah. that regard like you're in great company cuz that's how I think of you you know um These guys are like so to sweet. be in her company <laughs> is really I think where you need to be anyway you know I I I love it I don't know about you guys I love it when you respect someone and you like watch them from afar. And then when you meet them, they're actually nice and right. gracious and cool right. um, and a good person. That to me is like the best. Right. It's the I've... worst when you meet someone that you like love their work and then they turn out to not be. Absolutely. Nice. That's how and, I and felt about my an... caucus. <laughs> <laughs> there's another thing that happens out here too. I feel like in LA, it's like you meet those people and under certain circumstances, you see them as one way. And then two weeks later, you can run into them and they don't know who you are. Yeah. And it's crazy. And, and it's yeah. maddening. Um, yes. But I would ask just very quickly, not to hang on Kathleen Madigan too much. But yeah. Have you ever seen her have to deal with something that's like, because I think Gary and I have talked about this before, where someone who's at the top of their game, like, like her, you don't yeah. often have to see them deal with a bad situation. I've never seen her deal with a bad situation. I mean, she only has great crowds. Probably. I mean, also she's like, you know, she's earned, uh, and you can ask me as many questions as you want about her because I just love her so much. Mm -hmm. Um, she's been very kind to me and I just, um, and I just really like her. She doesn't have to deal with it. No, because she's gotten to a place in her career where like, she doesn't have to do the shit that I have to do. <laughs> like the last time I worked with her. That is last, a shame though. <laughs> the last time I worked with her, um, we were at a casino in New York and um, before all the shit hit the fan. Yeah, yeah. And she and I were talking it after and we we're having a couple drinks. And I was like, yeah, so two weeks ago I was at this Elf Lodge. It's, she's so funny though, because 
she did those gigs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a road dog. Like she, right. she's earned to not have to do those gigs yeah. anymore. And her crowds love her. Right. And because she, I don't know how her other openers feel, but because she's rubber stamped me, they love me. Right. And so they're the best. Like mm-hmm. they're the nicest. She intros you. Like there's no. She sets you up most, for success. She's the most humble, amazing person. Mm-hmm. Um, who's so funny. Like I wanted to be like her one day right. when I yeah. first started. And now I'm just so thankful for her. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I now mean... I'm getting, I'm embarrassing myself. <laughs> no, so that's much. okay. Let's get back to these shitty gigs. Um, <laughs> I, have, I, <laughs> I think I might I have jumped on one. I... Two weeks ago that made me want to. <laughs> I, I, Ari, I think I stepped on your toes there a minute oh. ago. You're a piece of shit, Chris. I'll never forgive you. Um, the Boys, don't fight Kelly. You're worth it. The, uh, uh, one of the things that as, not my thought, a total credit to the great Dan Bulger, um, yes. who, if you don't know, he's a, a semi-autistic boy that does comedy. Um, <laughs> it's the smartest boy I know who's so stupid. Yeah, he's he is. not even you know what skin, I mean? he's, he's just bones. I'm, he's I'm like, how are you moving through the world? <laughs> how did you survive this long? And successfully. ticking in your head, Dan? I'm just curious. Do you always smell toast? <laughs> Dan... Uh, described Boston comedy uh, apropos uh, uh, as the North Korea of comedy in that (laughs) there are people that have been in power for 40 years and uh, they, you know, it's their job and, uh, you know, they've headlined and they've done these things. You came up in the 90s and moved into that you know, where there's still the stranglehold was there, but you, you seem to have broken through obviously by being like a crafts person of somebody that's so good and so fucking funny that it's like, Oh yeah, you gotta have Kelly on the show. It's fucking stupid not to. Mm -hmm. Did you, did you have those, uh, those, you know, proving battlegrounds where you're like, yeah, I gotta go to, I gotta go to Saugus and I gotta dance in Route One I and mean, try these I'm things. I I'm still doing it. Like, what are you guys talking about? Like, <laughs> so this is the thing, and this is what I always tell the people. The money is in pizza on Route One. <laughs> you know what? It doesn't suck. That money doesn't yeah. suck. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's funny to me, Boston comedy, because I feel like, well, Bo- everybody hates Boston <laughs> anyway, <laughs> which is always so funny to me. Boston sports, Boston, they just hate us. They just think we're such horrible people. And the truth yeah. is, like, we are and uh, <laughs> we're, we're not there's there's the worst and proud of it oh such douchebags here and god damn it kid we're we're good um <laughs> i think because i'm from maine i came down and was like you know you're both boston boys like yeah. so i south shore yeah south shore and charlestown i mean charlestown right in the heart um so Yes. I mean, we, do we have, do we have like a group of comics that they deserve to be here and Mm -hmm. they are working and they have worked really hard and they are responsible for the comedy boom in the eighties. Yep. hundred percent. And are those the comics that I had to learn from and like 
they're still here and they're I can hear the cat whose cat is no that? that's a kid crying <laughs> I'm, gonna I'm gonna close my window here but uh it's but so, I, I wanna he's so upset he's like meow no they, he they wanted their kids in Glendale oh oh no they don't not that in kid, Glendale he was gonna move to Boston and try comedy <laughs> yeah but, he was like yeah. um I think you I mean it's always funny to me because people grumble about this all the time. They're like, I'd have more spots if uh, some of these guys would die. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I don't want any of them to die, first of yeah. all. Yeah. Um, Tony V, to me, is like, if he started a church, I would join. Yeah. Um, he's just a good human. and He's funny. And he's always writing new stuff. And he's yeah. always working. He's um, amazing. And I think that... I, the only reason I'm able to make my living doing comedy is because I, and this may be a cop out to like judge if you'd like, I was like, well, I guess I'm gonna have to find a different way. Like I'm like a, you know, I'm a, I'm a mouse, man. I'm just trying to like <laughs> figure it out. So I was like, get flat and go into this door. Cause they don't want you here. Um, and I work all the places, but uh, I wanted to make money. And I wanted to be able to do what I wanted to do. Right. And I also knew at some point I was like, can't keep doing these feature spots. I can't. Yeah. And yeah. I also don't mind doing those feature spots, but I mean, you can't, you, if I'm going to pay my bills, I need to make money. So yeah, I'm I, happy I, to do both. I think, I mean, I think that you got to a point though, and I'm happy that I was there to see, you know, part of it, that you were too good to feature. Like, I think you were one of those comics who like people couldn't follow. Like, I, I remember just being like, oh, Kelly's on this show. I can't wait to watch. It was like, right after you ditched okay, the puppet stuff. So <laughs> I think that was your, your yeah, it was, prior moment. I think it went, it went like yeah. noise, comedy, puppets. Sleight of hand. Yeah, and oh, then I was right, like, right. Stop, Kelly. Stop <laughs> with the magic. But it then, doesn't, sleight of hand doesn't work so well on creaky ships. It does not. In uh, a gale. Um, Norista. Uh, so, I do think we are we're running up against time but I was we just are. wondering is there one no we're great I mean this has been phenomenal I love it um I a guess I just had a question you coming from like so far up into the northeast is there one show that was like the worst that you can think of in your head that is I like mean, caps it all yeah I mean I've had a bunch of shitty shows and I'll just rattle them off ready right there was one, I was a year in, I was up in Millinocket, Maine, and a man threw his prosthetic leg at me. That's no! Ah, it had ah, an orange ah. hunting sock and a, <gasps> on the end of it. And you don't want your plastic leg to get shot off. Listen, he had safety gear and he threw his leg. up and landed on the stage with me, and I was like, <laughs> whose leg is this? Yeah. I was so mad. <laughs> Um, I'm keeping I, this. I did. I kept it. I stood it up. That's... I'm of short stature, as you both know. I stood it up next to me and leaned on it like that's unbelievable. Um, that's a very. I feel like that can't happen in too many states. No. It's like oh, Alabama, awesome. West Virginia. How Maine. brave are you? You pull yeah. your leg off and you're like, watch this, watch this, Chuck. Yeah. Um, so that was a good one. I did a. Um, a golf tournament for like 400 drunk men and with Don Gavin and one of the guys stood up they had been drinking and playing golf all day 
and he took his shirt off and said, I'm going to take you out back and show you what's funny. And he started coming towards me and Don no. Gavin, bless his heart, came up and he took the mic for me and he goes, uh, you're done. And I said, <laughs> no, I'm okay. I can finish. He's like, nope, you're done. You're going to walk out and you're going to go right to your car and I'll talk to you later. Oh, <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, he's like, I don't think this guy's fucking around. Um, That's brutal. He wanted yeah. to fight you? or no, he wanted... he wa- I think he wanted to... Uh, assault. Like, assault me in some way. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah, was like, okay. Have... Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's always, like... I feel like it's always going to happen, mm-hmm. and there's always going to be something. And I think the worst parts which are also the fun parts happen sometimes like on the way there yeah on the way home and um yeah I love the whole process and I I love being on the road and I love being stupid and I'm with you do you remember and I know we're short on time but no 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 we got we got some we got a little bit of time left do you remember when we did the Christmas party at the comedy studio the year that we decided to do and forgive me if no you get hate mail from this no we decided to do the um tourette's choir <gasps> choir <laughs> it was a sketch <laughs> and, and i was like yeah that's oh my god fun. yeah yeah and that's great halfway through it we were like this isn't land <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah it was it's, bad that it's was really bad. funny because there were you know the for those of you not in the know, if you're watching or listening, uh, every year Tony V would do a sketch show at the uh, comedy studio in Cambridge. But the, ske- the sketch show would be Sunday night at the comedy studio, usually right before Christmas. And then it would go to the Comedy Connection on Monday. And it was really funny to see what landed at the comedy studio yes. and what worked at the Comedy Connection. Right. And so something like this would probably do better at the Comedy Connection than the comedy studio. Yeah. Because it's, it's, I guess, insensitive would be the word that comes yeah, to mind. Word. And people at the connection were just trashed and like, this is hilarious, guys. We took a potty bus into the city for this. Yeah, so we came to get it. fucked up. We love Tourette's, yeah. you know. And, uh, Bring us and another round the, of long nuts. Yeah. The people but at the Cambridge, comedy studio would like, be like, well, I don't know if this is working for me. Uh, I, I've, very, I've gotten a lot of lectures. syllables to Christ. Yeah, people yeah. really cared about the language you used, and uh, so, it, it was almost always guaranteed at the comedy studio that, that somebody right after the show would look at you like this, yeah. and then go, "Can I talk to you for a second? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, no, I don't." I would usually like. I think that was like towards the end because we would fuck around so much. I'd be mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, yeah, sure, meet me outside," and then just never go. <laughs> go to the like, floor and yeah. hide in a crowd yeah, oh, yeah yeah or go upstairs dancing or something like that oh but uh gosh, there was a lot yeah. of that like where people i mean the other thing about tony's show is he wanted people to take real risks yeah on that show sure. like that was the most fun i had all year was on tony's show because it was a lot of com- stand-ups doing sketch like it was some, for some people i mean yeah. i don't know kelly you did a decent amount of sketch but like there were people who had never done sketch who were like I want to do something in the Christmas yeah. show this year. And Tony would never say no to pretty much anybody. Never say no to anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it was great. He actually loved when it went poorly. Yes. Like he was kind of <laughs> like, well, you tried. I'm really right. proud of you. Right. 
We gave it a shot. We gave it our best. Remember Tony Moschetto's Sopranos Santa spoof? <laughs> oh, it was a film. I think you were in it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This yeah. Is, I'm going way back right Right, now. right. There are some digs. These are mm-hmm. some B-sides. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, to- Tony was, I think, I don't know if he asked me to get nude, but when I first started doing like nude <laughs> Did comedy. Did we really ever have to ask you for <laughs> But I, I think, I mean, honestly, I think it originated on Tony's Christmas show. Yeah. He would go, because after like a year or two, he was like, can I get you to do another nude bit? <laughs> like he would be like, do you want to? And, yeah. I, and I, I'm proud of that, that Tony was the one who was like pushing me to do nude comedy. And you would be like, uh, already naked? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm here. Yeah. Now? No, I'm already, Tony, I'm at the back of the room. I'm already naked. I feel like I've seen you naked many times. Everyone. And we're just friends. There isn't <laughs> anyone who's seen me do comedy, I think, that hasn't also seen me nude. Yeah. I don't, I think I'm the exception. I, for well, some Gary is. If you're younger, it's okay. We gotta, we gotta keep Gary innocent. It's, um, yep. it's a vision problem. No for nudity me. from so I, I was, I was just in this Starbucks, um, uh, like in, you know, in Los Angeles somewhere of one of the million different Starbucks and some guy, as I was like done ordering, he's like, Hey man, he's like, I've seen you do comedy. I was like, cool. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, he's like, yeah, really funny. He's like, I've also seen you completely nude. <laughs> um, he's like, I know this is kind of weird to say, but you were completely nude. And I was like, yeah, I was like, that's par for the course. That's kind of my thing. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I'm, I'm, so. you know, I'm not even really, I used to be ashamed that that's how people know me. And then I was like, but you know what? No. That made me think like, I got to change some things. Was, no. the name, was the name on the cup just dick and balls? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dick and balls? I got to. I got a macchiato for a, for a dick and balls. It's not that. It's not that. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like too with the great and secret, uh, when you were doing it over at the Inman Square yes. Improv Boston, that was like a place where I would go show up like under the radar and like mm-hmm. watch you guys because yeah. I was like, this is so crazy. Like, what are they it's- doing? And it, <laughs> um. And it was so wonderful and like risky. I appreciate that. You know, it it bothered me because we always wanted everyone that we loved, like people like yourself or Dwayne Perkins or John Fish and like people that we thought were just these tremendous stand-ups, the funniest people we know, our contemporaries, people we really looked up to in our own way. And it was always like tough for me because I was like, well, what we're doing here is just comedy. But we were wearing like mustaches and wigs and like, you know, I was nude every week Mm -hmm. or whatever and it was really dumb but then i would ask them to do sets and they'd be like i'm not getting up i'm not doing this and i'm like well what what's different about it we're just being funny you know like i want you to go out there and do what you do you know what i mean and people would be like i don't think so but you always did you were one of the people who did i would always do whatever you guys asked me to do just because i felt like i wanted to be like taking leaps by association even if i wasn't it made me feel like i was brave yeah but you always made you made me feel good because you would say that it was almost like you were performing in our treehouse which was very endearing to me oh my god it was a total playhouse treehouse for you guys like which is how we always wanted it you scaled the walls you ran i that's so yeah there were like trap doors in that place Mm -hmm. it's still my dream to go back and buy that building and just do another like you know whatever but Anyway, enough about our bullshit. Kelly, thank you so much for coming and uh, joining us on uh, Highway to Hell gig. I think we're calling it. We'll figure it out.
but uh but you're amazing and um i'm glad that uh i mean things seem to be going well even during this sort of nightmare yeah. of a moment in our history but um, thanks for sharing all, your right? stories and thanks for joining us and check out Kelly. Uh, the album is it on Spotify. Best of Boston Volume One. Yeah, I have a few out there. If you just look me up, you'll find me. Is there anything else you'd like to plug? You're doing this live Zoom show. Is it nightly or? So we just had our last one of those shows last okay. Friday. We petered out. We did 44 shows wow. during the pandemic. Wow. Um, and then we were like, I we can't do this anymore. Yeah. So. <laughs> So, so hopefully there will be something else. Like, you know, are. let us We're know be, and we'll plug it when we put this out. We'll be doing a monthly show, monthly stand-up show, which I'm sure we'll ask both of you to do. And, great. Um, yeah, it's going to be good. It's We're going from I'm fine to we're fine. Oh, great. That's the name That's... of the show. <laughs> yeah, Dan. Awesome. Dan yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, thanks right. again. And, uh, you guys, we thank love you and miss so you. much. I know. I yeah, love indeed. you guys. Be um, safe. Yeah, so you guys be <laughs> safe and healthy, please. Any advice? Any advice for the listeners out there, Kelly? Anything you want to think about with, you know, if where do your ideas come from? Do you want to end with that? Well, my sketches come from a place deep inside. Pain, bewilderment, and a longing to be accepted by everybody. Are you there? Is everybody there? <laughs> I'm here. Are you, guys, you guys, are you there? Are you there? Am I am I talking into the mic? Yeah. I I hear you. I hear you loud. What, am I clear though? Am I clear? Clear as well. Those Isabel. two things are hand in hand, like salt and pepper or peanut I got it. I got an advice for the listeners. Oh, tell stay us. off rocky ships. Never You're, use a mic stand when the swells are twenty feet high. You don't want to have to deliver your punchlines going to Lee. That's how we lost Paul Nardisi. Went top over and ah, across the over side. tea kettle in a, in a nor'easter. He was over a tea kettle in a nor'easter off the coast of Maine. You betcha. Ended up he's, in the eye of a hurricane, did 20 minutes. But, he, but he's still <laughs> shouting his punchlines towards the shore. If you listen to him, it sounds like a, like a machine gun. <laughs> <laughs> you know I would have just done this with you for 45 minutes. You should have. This is the saying, new, this is what it is. We're still figuring out. all you out. have to do is just yeah. get me going on. I have no shame, you guys. No Highlight shame. of the year. Uh, ladies right. and gentlemen, Kelly McFarlane. All right, I love you best. both. Thank That's you so much. Bye, guys. All right, love you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye.